one finale of Wild wow Superheroes. And it's championship night themed. Of course, we talk about the rivalries of Princess Ozzy and Penelope Pink. And of course, the Carlson twins, Miami Sweetie versus the Tonga twins for the Wow Tag Team titles. This is the Wow After Show on Women's Wrestling Talk. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 like I said, welcome to the WOW Superheroes After Show on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Of course, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast host and writer for this fabulous platform as you see before you every day. And of course, color commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, Black Girl Magic 2022, and Spartan Wrestling. And most of all, it's Steph Mania 30, y'all. I'm still celebrating the fact that I turned 30 last week, but I want to thank everyone who wished me a happy birthday and gave me all types of well wishes and positivity throughout the week and stuff. And I'm just feeling really happy and in the afterglow of being 30 because this is it like this is crazy but I still feel every bit as young and insane as I felt when I was 29 so it's okay but of course I am not alone I am here with my tag team partner the woman who got her interview on this past weekend at we are wrestling with so many wrestling stars and so many stars of the future she's the creator of NCAT we trust and she's a writer for us as well it is Katrina how are you Kat? Hey, hey, I am good. I'm exhausted. It was a busy weekend uh, between that and Impact, but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to relive the matches we were super excited for uh, for this season. So I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. And of course, Emily May has been dealing with some traveling issues because she was in New York, um, which is, of course, where Katrina is from. But they're dealing with weather issues right now due to the hurricane. So we definitely wish her and everyone else dealing with travel issues the best of luck in dealing with all of that and navigating that. So hopefully she will be back with us pretty soon. But as for right now, she won't be with us today. But we do send her all her well wishes and also congratulations because she was working this weekend from what I saw, too. Emily be everywhere. That's the lesson that we have learned. Emily be everywhere. And she was definitely everywhere with Premier Streaming Network today, um, this weekend. So congratulations to her for that. Um, but yeah, hopefully once she has a moment to sort of collect herself and you know relax, she'll be back with us. So yeah, this served as the season one finale of this iteration of WOW. WOW Superheroes, such an amazing show that we have had the honor and privilege of covering, you know, since this new season started just last year around this time. It's crazy um, to really think about how full circle everything is. And it really has been a year. So they really did show some of their best matches with some with some of their most fierce rivalries that's been going on over the past couple of months, but it was really emotional to sort of look at, you know, throughout all of this. So Katrina, how did you feel about this episode as a whole? And did it put you in your feelings the way it put me in mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was good. Like, so we, you know, we know of the other iteration of this, but this is the iteration we started off when it was not only bringing some people who've been there before, but some newbies. So, and some, some that was new to me in general, uh, that I've never seen before prior 
too well. And so to kind of see that, but then also to kind of see matches that we were, you know, very, very excited to finally get to end off, you know, season one was really nice. It's kind of like, and it was a night, you know, sometimes you want to like recap or relive something, but they wait like a year or a couple of months. We got to kind of live, relive some of this pretty quickly. And so it did definitely made me happy. Like, oh man, they, they, they did so well for season one. They really brought it. The superheroes really did their thing during the season. And it just made me even more excited to see what we're going to get in season two. Yeah, it was really crazy to kind of just look at that. And you are right. A lot of the time, they certain TV shows do wait like towards like the end or something, um, like the end of the year to sort of do a recap of everything that has happened. But seeing as, you know, in showing everything that's been the journey of what WoW is from the beginning all the way up until now and seeing it in this episode, it really sort of brought everything into perspective. It was almost like watching the first episode and learning who these women were, or in some cases, relearning who these women were. You were just, you knew you were on another journey. Um, you were on, you were in a whole new world. Um, no pun intended. But it's just like, you just felt like you were in a new world. And then once you became a part of it, you really just didn't want to come out of it. Because number one, if you love women's wrestling, you know, it's easy for you to just be engrossed in the thing. But then, of course, it's a little bit different from other wrestling shows where you have characters. But then, of course, you see so much of their real life to the point where you feel like you have access to who they really are. And then they rarely, if ever, really like full on live the character the same way that people used to back in the day. Whereas now on WoW, it's just like they have these different characters that are centered on different things. But at the same time, they're still very relatable in the sense that you feel like you could see yourself in some of them. So this is a very special show, um, not only because of women's wrestling, but just specifically because of the attitudes and the lives of these women and everything they've had to rise above, you know, to get to where they wanted to be at this high of a level. And for a show like this to be all women and for it to have grown with a TV deal the way that it has now, um, and to rise with all of the ratings and stuff that it has. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, and this is a syndicated show. It's not like a show that comes on live um, and stuff like that, like a lot of other different wrestling shows. It comes on like syndicated at different times um, throughout the country and even all over the world. But yet it still has a dedicated following. And I'm really glad to see that. So yeah, in the comments, we have Roderick who's saying, hey, hey. And he said, LOL, I was missing you on Thursday. Yes, she was not on the <laughs> NXT show. but And I had to step in with Shay. But we had an awesome time together. You know, yes, we did miss you. Team. They were talking about you in the comments a lot, Kat. Um, <laughs> and they miss you. But, you know, we were having a good time talking about NXT. But she'll be back um, Thursday. Yes. So it's okay. Sorry. I Mom duties, man. <laughs> mom duties. It never ends. Absolutely. And the children come first. Okay. There's wrestling and wrestling will always happen, but the kids come first. So we totally get that. Shout out to Kat's kids. So the episode properly started by showing the story of Princess Ozzy, 
which is something that we had heard a little bit about in bits and pieces throughout the season, but not like the full um, totality of the story. But some of these spotlights that you can go and, and watch on YouTube because they do have certain like specific superhero spotlights on different women. So you can go back and watch it yourself. So they showed a lot of the journey of what Princess Ozzy has been through from her, you know, getting the strength from the magical bamboo sticks from her um, native Australia to being told that she didn't necessarily need the sticks after they were taken from her and possessed by Siren the voodoo doll and making her possessed. But then once she got free, she realized that the power and the togetherness and the strength of the sticks actually lived within her. So she was able to let the sticks go. And ever since then, you know, she was always rising to test herself against the best um, competitors in all of WoW. And that's something that she has definitely done, you know, with her journey in WoW since we've started. Like, she has been incredibly impressive. She's absolutely stunning. The first time I saw her, I just couldn't stop staring at her. I was just like, yo, like, who are you? And why do you look like the second coming of Poison Ivy from Batman? And just, girl, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like she but then on top of that she is very solid in the ring like she's very athletic and it's just her growth has been you know stellar and then of course after that they also you know shared the story of how the fab four um collectively got together um after all of the shenanigans that happened with the tag teams um, the tag team tournament that started with WoW. So it's just like, it was a lot that they did show in terms of recapping things. So Katrina, how did it feel seeing the story of Princess Ozzy and thinking about, you know, her journey from where she started to where she is right now? I think I thought it was nice. I didn't, like, I guess we knew a little bit about her over the time, but not that much as far as into her background. We just knew that at one point, she did definitely want to win the title. She wanted to be on top of the WoW superheroes. And while, unfortunately, it did not work out uh, that way in her last match, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see her uh, in the title picture. And so it was really nice to kind of get some insight on that. And also, even when you think of some of the other stories we've gotten uh, from some of the other WoW superheroes as far as kind of finding themselves in the rude uh to their matches at wow and think of like candy crush when we found out like you know what she was doing and then you you know tika chamara where we've seen that what she was doing like stuff like that and so it's always good to kind of get some insight onto the wow superheroes but in particular because again we were kind of you know saying when we first saw her we was like all right let's see what she can do and we were all like entertained but we was like oh she can probably really do something in wow and so to finally make it to you know that title shot that we kind of thought she would in from the very beginning when we first saw her it was nice to play oh okay kind of just put the pieces together and it made sense so that was nice to hear you know yeah it really was and then you know hilariously enough seeing also you know the parallel well not really the parallels just the differences between how she came up in terms of her wrestling journey and the differences between that and um alana star and penelope pink in that story because of course first time we saw penelope before of course i had any clue that she and I would be connected in the way we would be connected at the time. Um, you have this fabulous woman showing up in this car with the fabulous Lana Star, who is a WOW OG and probably one of the best um, WOW world champions, you know, that's ever 
um, existed at this point. You know, she wanted to have her as her protege because, of course, you know, she just had the look. She had, you know, the fabulosity and all and the confidence. So it's just like Lana Sar took Penelope Pink and just patterned her in her image and took her all over Beverly Hills, which is so funny because it's just like we were just, you know, together in Los Angeles, you know, um, in like around December of last year and just looking at all the different stores and stuff all over like um, Beverly Hills and how out of it, out of our price range, it looked like they were just shopping in there like it was just a regular Tuesday. And then, of course, taking Penelope Pink to get signed by CMG Worldwide with her agency. Like Penelope seemed like she had a vision for herself even before the show even started, because she even said, like, look, like I am full of Detroit sass. I am really tough in the ring. Don't let these nails fool you. And I will be wow world champion at some point, and I will hurt all of these girls' feelings. Now, Katrina, how did you feel about re-watching that and then seeing where we are now with her? I mean, <laughs> I do remember that, you know, not from the very beginning, I was like, well, it kind of stayed on par to what we got to, you know, her now. And while, like we did say, because we were there when she won the title at LA Comic Con and everything, and it was clean, <laughs> and there was no shenanigans in that. And this is kind of before they really like joined, joined like properly, I guess, with all of that the way they they are now. And did I think it would be <laughs> to the level it was by the time we got to see LA Comic Con and you guys beef? Absolutely not. I mean, like I thought she was fantastic, you know, even what I know her outside of Wow. Oh, fantastic. And so that was good. But the, I feel like, if anything, the attitude then went up like a hundred times. <laughs> I felt like she got even extra uh, with the attitude now that she's champion, now that she's with Lana Star and, the, you know, the Fab Four. I feel like she's like, oh, I'm not, you can't tell me that now. And so it, 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 it was like nice, but it's like, okay, you know, like, yeah, it can be a lot, but also I kind of get it because you're like the champion and a lot of heel champions do tend to talk a lot of nonsense. They do talk a lot of shenanigans and she definitely falls in that. But did we think it would be to the point where you guys have a beef? Absolutely not. <laughs> when you first watched, started watching this, I did not think it would be the beef on site with Chow 2, but it has been quite like from person who's just not picking sides <laughs> it has been uh very cool to see that kind of interaction and the fact that they even respond it them as a whole in general respond to us just so well like really always treat us well and so it's always cool to see that yeah because it's like when she won that title she cut a promo and she was like i told you and this it was almost like her winning the title it's like her manifesting that in her promo um, when she was, you know, getting interviewed and then her winning the title, it was sort of like a skyrocket to the confidence that she already had. And she was like, look, I told y'all I'm the best damn thing I was ever seen. And now this proves that I have the title. This is it. So I definitely agree with the fact that that really did shoot her confidence to the moon. Right. And then on top of that, it's just, I didn't expect it either because when I was live tweeting for a while, it was literally just out of, you know, starting conversation about it and talking about it, you know, and just getting the word out there. Because, like, even though I know that WoW comes on at different times for different people, like I mentioned before, you know, I just figure, okay, well, if 
it comes on at 6 p.m. for me here in Alabama, then I'm just going to talk about it from what I see. And it's just like what I saw was Penelope just being unfair. And it's just like I never thought that they would actually or she would actually respond the way that she did. Because I'm just like, yo, like you're cheating and this is crazy. But then it's just like she's just like, so <laughs> like, what are you going to do about it? And it's just like, whoa calm down. Like, I'm not going to back down from you, ma'am. Like, it's just not like, cause you know, even though I may cut the promos and stuff, like I am not really a confrontational person like that, but if you do mess with me, there's going to be a, there's a side. Okay. <laughs> but I never expected it either, but it is great to see the interaction that they do continue to have with us and just with the fans in general, you know, like they don't have to, you know, do this because, you know, they're still like a big burgeoning company in and of themselves. You know, even though they're not really as large, large as other companies are, they don't necessarily have to interact in that way. But the fact that they do, it's, Fast, it's fascinating and it's fun and we love it and we have a relationship that is just beautiful and it's stunning and I love it so yeah Penelope Pink basically manifested her future and she stayed on the beating path until she got what she wanted so I do respect her for that you know I, I do give her credit for that like yeah I'm I am who I said I am and I did what I did and this is it so I respect that but do I like it? Hmm. Either way, in the comments, Eric is saying hi. Hey, Eric, thank you for watching. But all of this, you know, back down memory lane stuff led us to the first match replay that we had, which was, of course, Princess Ozzy versus BK Rhythm. Um, this match was basically a replay from, I believe it was January. I went back and looked and took notes. It really was from like January. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> no pun intended, but we really have had a journey with these women going back and watching it. And it was back in January and princess Ozzy had, this was her first match in about two weeks because I remember there was a period where she did wrestle and have a good match against someone. And I can't remember exactly who it was. But then it was two weeks where we didn't see her. And then she came back. And as it turns out on commentary, they were addressing the fact that she actually got sick, got a little bit of a stomach flu. But she was recovered and ready to go in this match against BK. Um, so also, I want to give a big up to the commentary team, Stephen Dickey, David McLean, who's the co-owner of WOW, and AJ Mendez, the color commentator and executive producer for this season. They did an amazing job telling the stories of these women in ring and out of the ring. And I just appreciate them for everything they have done um, throughout this season. Even Stephen Dickey doing the narration of the different stories that we see outside of the ring. Like that really does set the tone. So I do want to like give them their credit before we go on with the rest of the show. Um, so BK came back and of course we have to address her bars um so this is a segment called BK's bars and she rapped at Princess Ozzy saying you might have everyone fooled but not me I know your dark side don't act so carefree I'm the MC that can that can see that you're hiding oh she was possessed so misguided I don't trust you Ozzy you're a bit dodgy but can you dodge these kicks to your body yeah 
she was making references to the fact that Princess Ozzy, like I mentioned earlier, was once possessed, but now she isn't anymore. And that she just doesn't trust her and that she doesn't like that Princess Ozzy tries to act like, oh, well, none of it happened in her estimation and all of that. So that happened and the match got officially started. Um, it started with the traditional lockup. Princess Ozzy um, took a headlock to BK and then there was a struggle for power throughout the um, that component of the match but then bk kept twisting on ozzy's wrist but princess ozzy just kept fighting out of it and reversed it into another headlock but throughout this match you could tell the bk rhythm was looking to try to hurt um princess ozzy a lot of the time because she is a rough housing wrestler like she's technically sound but she's also a, a bit of a rough house too because she will choke on you yank on your chin stomp on your chest because she did do that in the ring corner a couple of times to princess ozzy and she was just really tough on her throughout but princess ozzy kept fighting out of it and she just kept being um resilient throughout it there was even one point where bk tried to hang her up on the ropes and just give her a whiplash which i know can be very painful um but something that happened that really impressed me again over again in this match was princess ozzy's indian death lock and i was just like yo like that is a really cool like submission that you really don't see a lot of the time you know in terms of women's wrestling you don't see a lot of women doing it so when she did that the first time I thought it was impressive then, but then re-seeing it, re-watching it this time, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, like, that is still cool. It still holds up. Um, so, yeah, like, they fought and fought back and forth, but, of course, Princess Ozzy was able to get the upper hand by hitting her cutter from down under onto BK Rhythm and then hitting her with a frog splash for the one, two, three. So, Princess Ozzy won that match. So, Katrina, how did it feel watching that match um, back again and just seeing the performance of Princess throughout you mentioned the bars and <laughs> i feel like anybody know how i felt about bk rhythm's bars over this season if you watch the show you know my my thoughts on bars i feel like what you should have been doing is maybe focusing more on the match and maybe she would have won okay all that reminded me of was like every time you start doing this extra with your bars you don't do what you're supposed to be doing in these matches and this is this is this is what happened, and I, I, I forgot that was one part I really annoyed me the first time we watched it. Cause <laughs> like, why? Why would she do extra every time? And I get it, I get it. You're the rapper, totally get it. But sometimes it's okay to put the headphones down, put the new pad down, and just get to business. And so this is why Princess Ozzy, but this is also showing her resilience because even though BK Rhythm was trying. It seemed like she was being more aggressive with her than some of the other people we've seen her be aggressive, you know, with. And wow, Princess Ozzy still got the win. And so, if anything, that showed, you know, that anytime Princess Ozzy was in a ring and was in a match, that her resilience usually worked out for her. It worked out in the long run. Again, unfortunately, it didn't, but there was also shenanigans happening during that match. And that's the reason why we didn't get the new champion. And so, it just reaffirmed what we were saying about her, just like she's definitely somebody who's resilient and she's somebody who's really nice, like entertaining to watch in the ring. And like, she moves, like, you like you, you want to see her wrestle. She's somebody who you watch and it's just very fluid. And I like that. And so it just, it, it was nice to kind of relive that, but also and then it reminded me of why BK Rhythms Brian used to get on my nerves. Cause it's just like, girl, stop, <laughs> stop it, let it go, stop it. 
Yeah, it's just hard for her to let those bars go because, you know, it's just like when you have it convinced that you're the greatest rapper alive, you know, you just continue to run with that. And BK has been nothing but consistent with that throughout this whole season with every diss track that she has done, especially that one where she got like mad disrespectful, like. Oh my gosh, I will. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember who she was being mad disrespectful to, but it was cutting and it was deep. And I was just like, why are you coming for them like this? So she really does have her moments where she does have pretty good, you know, and okay bars, even though there's really no music there. But either way, like she, like, she gets the point across a lot of the time. You know, so BK has been very consistent with that. If she hasn't been consistent with anything else, she's been absolutely consistent with her bars. But she is a good wrestler, you know, and stuff like that, because the way that she applied her full Nelson to almost lead into her mic drop finisher, which, of course, Princess Ozzy moved out of, you know, like she really does have a handle on some of the best parts in the mechanics of wrestling. So we do have to give her a credit where credit is due when it comes to that in-ring work. Now, Hopefully next season, you know, we'll see more of her, you know, qualifying for bigger things like involving the title and stuff. But, you know, her bars are there <laughs> and they are funny and sometimes they can be deadly. But either way, Princess Ozzy, you know, fighting spirit just continues to just pull her you know, towards the top of everything. So she won that match and it was just really good. It was a really good rewatch, definitely. And also in this match, AJ Mendez mentioned that she won her first championship with a with a 102 degree fever. And I was just like, girl, wow. <laughs> wow. Like that is insane. Like usually when people have a fever, they just stay in bed and just take medicine and eat soup and stuff. But nope, you was out here wrestling and fighting and you won your first championship. So, hey, rock on. Oh, we have, hey, Tanya, what's up? Thanks for watching on Facebook. Thank you guys so much. So if there were any parts of WOW that you did enjoy, even from this episode, you know, chime in in the comments or just say hi if you want to just say hi. Um, that was just pretty a pretty cool rewatch. Now, of course, before we go to our second match, they did show here again a recap of the rivalry of the Tonga Twins and Miami Sweet Heat. Now, of course, if you watch the beginning of the season, you do know that the wild tag team titles were vacant um i'm not entirely sure how they got vacant but when it started they were vacant but they had started a tournament to see you know which team of wild superstars were actually going to rise to the top of this tournament and win the tag titles and there was a lot of shenanigans thrown in in there like with jesse jones and how she wanted to win the tag titles by herself because she felt like she didn't need a partner but then david mcclain kept telling her no ma'am you do need a partner you need to go ahead and find one and stuff and so she found like at least multiples of them and then never really kept it going somehow and then she found like the disciplinarian but then somehow another samantha smart didn't like it and so she tore up the paper it was a whole whirlwind with her um <laughs> with them tag teams but eventually of course we um here on the show were more and more impressed with each passing week with the tonga twins chaos and kona and miami sweet heat who are Lindsay and Lori carlson and they were all just really impressive to the point to where we were just like, look, like, is it possible that we're going to get this match in the finals between these two teams? And as it turns out, we did. And they made history 
um, or in this case, herstory, as being the first set of twins to ever face off for a championship or face off in the ring, period, in all of wrestling history. That is pretty insane and dope when you really think about it. Like, in all the people that you've ever seen, you've never seen two sets of twins fighting in wrestling or fighting for a title. And it happened in an all-women's promotion. Like, that is some pretty sick stuff. Um, and we were really excited to see this take place and see this match happen because both of these women have, of course, both of these sets of women have their chemistry as sisters, as twin sisters, right? And then they also have like amazing tag team chemistry and mechanics by using each other and using each other's strengths and weaknesses in order to get the upper hand on their opponents. So we were really excited about that. And to put it into perspective for you, when Miami Sweet Heat first started, they were wearing the colors blue and orange. <laughs> well not blue and orange or like green and orange kind of like the university of miami and how they looked and stuff like that like the miami dolphins that's what they looked like um that's how long ago that was and now of course they wound up becoming the wild tag team um champions through the shenanigans of Penelope Pink and the fabulous Lana Star, who came out there under the guise of commentating the match and then they came out there um, in a vulnerable moment that the Tonga twins had in the part of the match on the ropes, hit them with the mirrors, and then Miami Sweet Heat took advantage, and then they became the champions. But then they also went on to lose the titles to Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara, but then they won them back at Los Angeles Comic Con, and we were able to see that happen. So it was just really insane to look at that rivalry and how it started and how. Um, the Carlson twins really embraced being a part of the collective of the Fab Four, even as they brought along the enforcer, Vicky Lynn McCoy, and how they realized, you know, can't nobody really mess with them and how they were willing to keep those titles by any means necessary. Because every time the Tonga twins got a rematch with them that wasn't with a stipulation, they always cheated. They always found it some type of underhanded tactic. But it finally came to a head a couple weeks ago where there was finally a stipulation that made everything fair. So Katrina, how did you feel watching back, you know, the beginning of their rivalry up until now? You know, as I said, when Tonga's uh, won <laughs> the titles, when we first mentioned there was going to be a tag team tournament and it was all that stuff with Jesse, uh, you know, saying that, you know, she never lost it and that she needed the partner. But from the very beginning, as I said, uh, when we watched this episode the first time, as far as the final match, which the titles changed, that the Tongas should have had the titles from the very beginning. Um, and so the kind of C one in regards is not, it's, we do have siblings in wrestling. There are definitely siblings. There are twins in wrestling. There are quite a few of my faves that happen to be, be related. You know, you think of um, the Renegade twins, and you think of the Hardys, and you think of the Usos, where they're, you know, related. And so they have two sets of women not only be related, but be a set of twins. It's like, okay, because that's already a, a step above other people in that regard. It's like, okay, this is going to be great. You got two twin set of twin sisters feuding. But then again, you know, Miami Sweet did a lot of the shenanigans. They really did. And I think even thinking about how we were kind of like, what at LA Comic Con win? you know, Randy Rara and coach. And we was just like, wait a minute. Like what is like, and we was a little annoyed by that because we was just like, we like you ladies, 
like there's so many ways to win without having to resort to the stuff that they resorted to. And so kind of just to see that and again see my girlies. And I love Miami Sweet Heat, but Tatangas were my girlies. Um <laughs> from the very beginning, I just wanted them to win. Um and so to kind of see that leading up to the final, like, you know, battle between them, leading up to what we got what two, three weeks ago. Um when they finally got the titles they should have always had, which we was, you know, robbed of that the first time when they said it was a big deal and then it kind of went all these other shenanigans happening, we finally got it. And we finally got it the way we should have gotten it. And so that was really nice to kind of recap that, to kind of relive those moments. But then again, remind everybody if you haven't, like, watched, like, oh, this is how we got here. This is how we got the new champs. This is what, you know... Fab for being at the top of the food chain for a little bit. You know, we got this from starting originally from that feud between them and the Tonga Twins. Like, they made their way to the top of the food chain. And they, you know, put themselves with Lana Star because of that feud. Um, and so it was really nice to kind of see that. Just to, okay, you know. And if you haven't watched it, kind of just give a little nice summary of what happened if you this was watching WoW for the first time uh this past weekend and so it was a nice to see that but again you know I was really happy and this is no shade to the, gir the other girlies because we love them but also we did always want Tongas to win this and again history making two sets of twins <laughs> fighting for the title and you know two sets of women twins in particular it is not too often if we may not ever see that again you know and so like it was nice that WoW was able to kind of do a couple of things that falls under history making. And so that was really nice to re-see that again. Yeah. You know, I just had a thought, like, what if we did see that again? Because what if at some point, you know, the Tonga twins, you know, not saying that I would ever truly want them to leave WoW, but what if their talents took them elsewhere and they did fight in a match against the Renegade twins? Like, wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> that would be, and I do think it would definitely be a hard hitting match because the Renegades can be pretty hard hitting themselves. Uh, got this, you know, work a show with them, uh, and they can definitely pretty be pretty hard hitting. But I do think the Tongas are the Tongas. They're the reason why they're dominant. They're, you know what I mean? And so I think if you know, if that was happening, you know, hopefully not in regards to them leaving, but if it was a way where they can still kind of spread their wings a little and still stay with WoW, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I do think that would be a really interesting matchup to see again, considering we don't have too many twin sisters that are wrestling, you know, in the wrestling ring. So that would be cool. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. And then when you think about in the history of WoW, how many women have gone on to do amazing things elsewhere, like you've had Kiara Hogan and you've had Giselle Shaw, which which was really funny and almost kind of jarring to look at because Giselle Shaw had on a mask when she was wrestling for a while. And then you see her beautiful face now and it's just like, wow, um, it's insane. And then you also have Nikita Lyons who was there as well. Like there have been a who's who, there's been a who's who of women's wrestling that has been on all throughout WoW and some who, who are of course coming back in the, in the second season. So for all we know, you just never really know who will ever like make their return or who will ever come back or whatever. But you know, the Tonga Twins really do have a bright future. Um, when it comes to their careers in wrestling. And I just and I just loved this rivalry. Like it was just pretty insane to witness um how intense this rivalry was between these women. So finally, of course, we get to the match where everything finally just got situated in terms of their beef. It was they showed a replay of the Falls Count Anywhere match for the Wild Tag Team titles. 
um, between the Tonga Twins and Miami Sweet Heat. And of course, it's listed on this flyer where it says they were accompanied by Lana Starr, but Lana decided not to be there this time because she had the utmost confidence in Lindsay and Lori at this point. So they decide, so she decided not to be with them and also not to send out Vicky Lynn McCoy too. So this was really interesting for me to, to rewatch this again because it just happened like, well, it just aired again like maybe a few weeks ago. But either way, it was still interesting to just watch again just to see how extreme these women really took it. Like the Tonga twins were just ready to fight immediately and they were really ready to just get it on and then they were just tussling with each other, fighting and doing all types of clotheslines to the Carlson sisters outside of the ring. They were fighting outside of the ring, giving spears to the Carlson twins outside of the ring. And then, of course, the Carlson twins even ran them into the barricade where the ring, where um, the audience members were. And it was just really scary to a certain point because a part of me was just like, bro, are they going to fight into the parking lot? Let them go into the parking lot. But they did it. But it's okay. Um... The girls were just being really rough with each other. And then they had a duel with like the trash can tops versus the chairs. And y'all know my, the chairs are my favorite thing now. So it's just like to see them, you know, face off against each other with these two different weapons was just fantastic. And it just felt like the Tonga twins were really ready to go when it, when it came to their weapons and stuff like that. So eventually as the match went on with all the shows of strength and all of the you know craftiness of the crossing twins um the tonga twins wound up winning the match after smashing one of the crossing twins' face into both chairs <laughs> and then slamming the other twin into basically hitting like a tonga twist into um, the steel chairs for the one, two, three. And that is how the Tonga Twins became our new WOW Tag Team Champions. And of course, they were very emotional about it because like we said, they kept climbing the ladder over and over again in order to get to these titles. So the idea that they got these titles closer towards the end of season one, which is a very heartwarming moment. We love to see it with them crying and holding up the titles with all the confetti around. It was just a party. So um, again, we can't say enough good things about chaos and Kona. Um, we congratulate them here again and congratulate them over and over and over again for winning these titles. And I hope that they have a long and lengthy reign um, and hello JD in the comments and goth vegan saying they y'all talk about wild matches reminds me of reading and rainbow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Katrina, how does it feel watching this match over and over again? And what are your hopes for the reign of the Tonga Twins now that they are the champs? I do hope they get a long reign. Um, as I said a few minutes ago, they were my original picks to win. And it was a long road. It was a long journey to finally get those titles because they were definitely robbed of them in the beginning. But I think it made that even the more satisfying to make it basically to the end of the season and then to see the people like cheering for them, to see the people in that excitement that they felt and then to see the emotion because, you know, again, making history by going against them twice uh, as being twin sisters, but then also doing handling it and making sure you walked out with those belts. And I think to have Lana not there, to have, you know, Vicky not there. We've been saying that from the very beginning and should have been some stipulations in place so they can stop just popping in and doing shenanigans all the time 
And so it was like, clearly, you know, they must've heard us say into the universe, like, can we please not have anything go on in this match? And they finally gave a match where it was almost grudge-like, like, you know, they was just kind of letting all things break loose there. And I think that was necessary. When you think of the history they've had in the season, that was the only match that would have made sense, that it needed to be like, throw all the hands, throw whatever you need to throw, make get dirty if you need to get dirty, and they wound up winning. And so that was really, again, just like, yay, all over again, because I was really happy when they won it. But then it was also just really nice to see that the team I wanted to win from the very beginning did make it happen by the end. Nice H-E-A, happily ever after for now. Um, and so I'm hoping that they get a nice rain. I hope they make them stay dominant. And we do know there's quite a few teams in WoW that can, you know, may give them a little bit of an issue, may give them a little bit of problem, but I still think they can go over. I still think they can persevere over those teams. And so I'm excited again for season two. I hope they give them a, a good rain. Please don't do no shenanigans. It's going to be so sad. <laughs> it's going to be so sad. Like, Harry, don't do that. Don't do that to me, please. Um, Give me the rain so I can see, like, really see them, how they work as champions. But, yeah, I was it was really, like, super awesome to see that again. Yeah, it really was. Like, I would love to have, I would love to see them have a really long reign myself. That would really make me feel good inside. Um, But then, of course, you know, you can't. Think about how they won the titles without Lana and without Vicky and just wonder with the desperation that Lana was feeling in the in the match that we're going to talk about next. It's just like it makes you wonder how much more cagey will the Fab Four even get at this point in season two to get all of the gold back. Like it, it low key, like as happy as I was for Kona and Chaos, I couldn't help but feel a like a twinge of fear because... It's like we've seen the Fab Four time and time again do whatever it is that they wanted to do in order to get those titles back. Like, it's crazy, like, the amount of cheating and shenanigans that they would do in order to get those titles back. So it's just, like, it makes me wonder, like, will the Carlson twins, you know, want a rematch? Or are they just going to go through dangerous measures to, you know, knock the Tonga twins off their perch? Or, or we could get a brand new set of challengers, you know, in season two. But either way, I do hope, I do believe that the Tonga twins are a force to be reckoned with. And I do believe that they really can, you know, rise to the occasion of beating whoever comes in their way until of course they can't anymore. And then they'll might have to let the titles go, but I just hope that they just hold on to them for like a while. So, Yeah. Congrats to the Tonga Twins over and over again. We're so proud of you guys. So before we continue with the rest of the show, we have um, a certain message from a certain fabulous CEO um, to give to y'all. So we'll be right back. Hey, peeps. TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe 
check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. And of course, we send love and positivity to our CEO, TK Trinidad, for all that she has done for this platform and all of the moves that she's been making. Because if you have or have not noticed, Miss Ma'am has been getting all these interviews with these amazing people in the form of Soraya, who is the AEW Women's World Champion, and also Jade Cargill, who just made her stunning return at AEW Collision this past Saturday. So if you haven't checked those interviews out, please go do so on our YouTube channel or on our website at www.toplot.com. Like, Miss Ma'am has been moving in these streets, so please check it out. And then, of course, while she's moving in the streets, we're moving in the streets, too, um, at various events and, of course, working events and so many different things. So please continue to support the channel and watch all of our amazing shows fit, fit under whatever wrestling umbrella that you're in and just check it out and continue to support us as we grow. Yeah. So, back to the world of WoW. They showed another replay of the qualms that Princess Ozzy had with the Fab Four, which of course started when Candy Crush was dealing with her issues with um, Penelope Pink and the Fab Four because she wanted to challenge for the world title. She got her opportunity. But of course, Penelope Pink cheated along with the Fab Four girls and she retained that title. But then they also proceeded to jump on Candy Crush and fight her. So in the midst of all of that, Princess Ozzy came to the defense of her friend and said, you know what? This isn't even about the title anymore. You just made this personal. So I'm ready to fight this poor excuse of a champion, you know, and take everything from y'all. So Princess Ozzy fought in a tag team match um, with Candy Crush against, I believe, Penelope Pink and Vicky Lynn McCoy. And she wound up pinning the Wild World Champion Penelope Pink. And that put her right in the front of the line to get her championship opportunity. And after she beat Vicky Lynn McCoy in one-on-one -on -one action, that solidified her place at the top. And she said, Vicky Lynn McCoy, you were my glass ceiling and Penelope Pink, you are my reward. And she proceeded to go forth and challenge Penelope for the WOW world title. So Katrina, before we talk about the last match, how did you feel looking at the journey of what led Princess to wanting to fight for the title? I mean, it made sense. Uh, you know, she already had her thoughts of what she wanted to do from the very beginning. And that spotlight kind of helped us really see that. But then when they did all of that, it was like, all right, I know how I am. I can be petty. <laughs> I can be. You're not going to mess with me and I'm not going to want to take that from you. I feel like they are the reason she really wanted to go after them after that because you didn't have to do all that you didn't have to do all of that at all and they did and so it was like you know what whatever happens happens you know sometimes you gotta know when to chill you gotta know when to read the room if you will and they clearly didn't learn how to read the room so she went after them and you know what again while ultimately it didn't work out i don't really think she's necessarily away you know from them just yet like i don't think it's like okay she's gonna let it i don't get the vibes that she's gonna let it go because look how it ended uh you know it ended with some shenanigans and it also ended with the you know with the beast even making a return and we don't even know who like you know 
if they were, they could have very well been possibly involved with that scenario. Get rid of your biggest threat. <laughs> Get rid of the biggest threat in the locker room. And that was the beast. And so we don't even know that yet. And so I feel like, you know, while Miami Sweet Heat, I think Penelope has a lot of people coming for her. They re She really does. And so how well is Vicky going to help you in that regard? How well is Lana going to help you in that regard? I do think that she's going to have a lot of people coming for her because of the title, but because of some of the stuff they were kind of engaged in during the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just pretty extreme stuff. But Princess Ozzy definitely did have, you know, an axe to grind against those girls. So... And it's so funny you brought up what you brought up about the Beast. But we're going to get into that, like, towards the end. So, of course, they showed a match replay from last weekend <laughs> of the WoW World title match of um, Princess Ozzy versus Penelope Pink. Now, of course, we did already cover um, that match before. But we're just going to talk about it again just one time for the one time. Um, this match was fantastic. Um, it was a really good match back and forth. Penelope Pink came in hot wanting to attack princess ozzy from the jump like oh my god like she was being real vicious throughout this match and she was doing whatever she could to keep the title just trying to wear princess ozzy down even you know trying to injure her knees and legs because when princess ozzy wrestles she also can get airborne and that's one of her greatest strengths so penelope had a smart strategy in trying to get rid of that ability in princess ozzy um she even did a did a backwards german suplex off of the off of the ring ropes onto princess ozzy and that is just a really impressive maneuver too um like penelope was just really rough throughout this match like she was just vicious and she did not care whatever it took she was willing to do it and not only was she you know trying to get the upper hand on her she was talking trash to her insulting her to the wow audience like this is your princess this is your princess you know y'all know how she could be um she was just being real brash towards her but the thing about princess ozzy is she kept fighting out and fighting through and every time it looked like uh, Penelope was going to like cover her for the one, two, three. She kept kicking out. Like, oh my gosh, like Princess Ozzy kept going for multiple kicks and stuff. And she even gave multiple chops to Penelope Pink on the top of the ring. Like, she, oh my gosh, she even hit a cutter from down under from the top rope. And that still didn't do it because Penelope Pink is not of this world. She's not of this world. Actually, both of these women really aren't of this world, if I'm being quite honest, because the way they fought each other in this match was just, holy Jesus, holy cow, who's going to win this thing? Um, and I was disappointed with the first underhanded tactic that Penelope Pink did, because she did try to utilize the ropes for a cover, and then Princess Ozzy kicked out, but then the referee noticed it and called her on it, because, yeah. And then the second underhanded tactic happened when Princess Ozzy had hit another cutter from down under to her, but then Penelope rolled out of the ring because of her ring awareness, and Princess Ozzy looked mad, devastated, and then um, you had Lana Star cradling the title like a baby. She slid the title over. She slid the title over to um, Penelope Pink to use to hit her in the head. And that was where the match ended. And Penelope Pink is still the wild world champion and she got to celebrate that after a hard-fought victory you know with a couple of shenanigans thrown in there but still you know she still gets to celebrate that right but and there's a big but 
she gets attacked. Actually, her and Lana both get attacked by a returning beast who, of course, is gunning for the title that she never lost that she had to give up due to injury to her knee months ago because somebody attacked her in the parking lot. And we saw it on camera. And the mystery assailant, of course, was in a white SUV that looked like an SUV along the lines of what you would see one of the Fab Four women ride in or drive in or whatever. So... They could still very well be the top suspects as to who took her out for such a long period of time. But yeah, the Beast was out for such a long time and we did miss her because she was just a really dominant force in WoW. But now she is back to reclaim what's hers. And yeah, that's how season one officially ended. And it was just really great to see this take place again because this is very like a huge shocking shock to your system kind of return. Um, and it's definitely a good way to go into the second season with. So Katrina, how did it feel rewatching this match, even though it felt like we just watched it? Um, and how do you feel about the trajectory of, or the possibility of having Penelope Pink face off against a beast? And do you think she has a chance? I think, one, it was definitely nice. I do think this was the first time that Penelope didn't have any armor. You know, she normally had Lana there or she had, you know, Vicky helping her. And this time she kind of went in. And while Lana was there, I think a part of it was what she, and I said this when we watched it two weeks ago, that she might have been just a little bit afraid that she might have lost her belt. I feel like that was why she came in so aggressive. I also, it felt like she was trying to end it pretty quickly. But Princess Ozzy kept hanging in there. Uh, it seemed like Penelope was trying so hard to end it so quickly to move on from that. And, Penelope, and Princess Ozzy made it hard for her to do that, which is what, which is why I think Lana kind of stepped in there. Um, and, and I don't know if this says that she trusted Miami Sweet Heat more than she trusted Penelope to handle it because she did come out there with Penelope. She did not do the same thing with you know the tongas and in regards to the fact that because it was that kind of match there wasn't even a disqualification this would probably be the perfect time for him to come out and they did and i don't know if that says how she trusts him on levels of getting the job done but i do think that was one of the reasons why penelope went in so rough it's like she was probably trying to end it really quickly with that being said i don't like as i said like not too long ago i don't think this is the end for princess ozzy trying to get the title but then we do have to be smart and she didn't lose the title. She got taken from her because of her injury. And we don't even know who's responsible for that injury. It could very well have been one of the ladies from the Fab Four. And we don't know. And hopefully she will tell us if she found out or somebody can do some investigating and we can figure it out. But if it is, I'm sure the Beast is going to be even more uh, driven to get that title back. If they are involved with her being out longer than she was supposed to be out. Um, I do think, you know, Penelope has a long road as a champion, again, with other people also gunning for that title, but for somebody to come back who never lost it and was one of the most dominant, dominant women that was in WoW. She's going to have a really, really long road. I don't know if it means, you know, if she hangs through all of this and she winds up staying champion through everything, would that solidify her more as everything she's always said that she's everything to wow she's you know that level or would it be like oh man your time might be up because 
somebody's somebody came knocking um and so it could either be and i'm not sure yet i guess we'll see more when season two happens but again it was you know nice to see like all that stuff she was talking and i clearly think that's what she was trying to do was just kind of to end it early and now you kind of have multiple people who also wanted the title who have said over the season they want the title as well you got to worry about all of that on top of whatever you know the twins might feel because they no longer have their titles or Vicky, who might decide she want a shot at that title. And there's so many little things that could happen. And so we'll see. Yeah, there is a lot on the horizon for Penelope Pink. And if 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 she hasn't shown us anything, is that she showed us that not only does she have a lot of confidence, but she has the wrestling ability to back it up. And I have always argued that she doesn't necessarily need the shield of the Fab Four to you know, help her be a star because she already has everything. She has what it takes to be on her own, but you know, she's chosen her path and this is where we're at. Um, and her and princess Ozzy put on a heck of a match and I'll talk a little bit more about it later. Um, a little bit later, um, after we finish talking about this, it's just princess has a lot to sort of, a lot of work to do to sort of get herself back up there to, face off against Penelope or whoever's the champion again at that point. But then you have the beast who is someone who really has a chip on her shoulder because she wasn't able to participate in all of the wild things or all the wild activities due to the injury that she sustained. And it's just like when wild started, she was the champion. Like when this iteration of wild started, she was that girl and she was the champion from the jump. And you can only imagine WoW taking on this new undertaking, you know, with this new iteration of the show and her being put out there along with, you know, Jeannie Buss and with David McLean and with AJ. And she's out there as the champion only for her to not be as active as she wanted to be due to somebody being vicious towards her. Like that's got to suck. Like that's literally that has to suck. So I am definitely interested to see her challenge Penelope Pink because I just want to know, you know, how will Penelope Pink outmaneuver her way from facing someone who was just so forceful? Like, yeah. the Beast is very forceful and very athletic. And that's not to say that Penelope Pink isn't either, but hers is just a little bit different and she's a little bit smaller than her too. So I'm just wondering how exactly is that going to work and how soon will the Beast get her title opportunity because in the advertisements for the new episodes of wow which will probably start next weekend as we can assume the next person in line to get the title match is chantilly cella who did just beat tormenta a couple weeks ago she will be facing off against penelope pink for the title and then they also show the beast you know cutting a promo talking about you know what's been going on with her so i'm really intrigued to see where they take this um where princess ozzy fits into the grand scheme of this at some point because i'm pretty sure she's gonna have another chip on her shoulder and also we get to figure out who attacked the beast in the first place because that's another mystery that we've had throughout this season but either way like watching this recap episode was pretty fantastic um and i just can't wait for the second season like it's gonna be lit because the show is already branching out and growing and being aired in different countries now, like in India and then in the continents like Australia, speaking of Princess Ozzy, and just so many different places now. And I'm just so happy for them and their growth. 
Um, you can watch them on the airplane. You can watch them on Pluto TV and on YouTube and wherever, of course, if you have cable, you know, if you want to watch it on TV that way, you can go on their website, type in your zip code and figure that out. But either way, WOW is growing in a way that just makes me happy. And I'm just really happy about that because I just know um, when it comes to women's wrestling, I have always wanted it to be on the same level as the men growing up. Um, and I guess I can say growing up now since I'm 30, but either way, I'm still, I'm still young, but whatever. Um, it's just that growing up, it's just like, I always wonder how come, you know, the women don't fight like the men do. And if, and even if they did, it was always like so few and far between that you can tell how long it had been since the last time you had seen something like that happen. And of course, in the 2000s, I didn't know that WOW existed at that time. But if I were a kid growing up during the Ruthless Aggression era like I was, I would have loved to have watched a WOW at that point. I would have loved to have seen something like that because something like that probably would have done a lot for my emotional confidence and my brain chemistry back then that I would have probably been doing something completely different, even though, mind you, what I'm doing now is pretty close to the same thing, if not. <laughs> you know, whatever, but it really would have done a lot for me and my confidence, but I can say watching this season of WOW has, you know, reignited, if not ignited even more, my passion for wrestling and for women's wrestling as a whole, and of course, them being interactive with us, you know, makes me feel that the work that I'm doing is being seen and being appreciated and being loved on in so many different ways, um, and in areas where sometimes it's not appreciated, where people try to render you invisible and people try to render you like you don't yeah. exist or like you don't matter. And sometimes, of course, you know, you'll cover, you know, different forms of women's wrestling and then you feel like, oh, well, there's no, you know, nobody's paying attention, but they let you know that they are. And I'm really grateful for WOW to have grown the way that it has. And I just can't wait for what season two is going to begin with. Because even now, there are still preconceived notions that people have about WOW. Um, but even with those preconceived notions, I'm still happy that it is still growing with an audience that is clamoring for all women's action. And I'm just so happy and humble to be a part of it. And I can't wait to be a part of it even more in the second season. So that's really my love letter to them. I'm so happy that they're here. I'm so happy that they're growing and hopefully they can continue to remain consistent in that growth and just continue to make space for so many women in wrestling that are just looking for more um, for themselves. So what else do you have to say? Do you have a little bit of a verbal love letter, Kat? To work, <laughs> well, you know, as emotional as I did last week, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. But, um, what you I cry. will say is, um, while well, it's definitely as somebody who's been watching wrestling since I was six, you know, and while it was the males who got me into it, because you know, hello, Shawn Michaels and Jeff Hardy were my guys to the end, um, it's always I've always wanted to see more women in wrestling. And of course, we had the Jackies and the Chinas and the Lita's and, you know, Bianca, we have her. But we also know them because of a very main promotion, which is WWE. So to have, you know, WOW, where the women, and we know some of them outside of WOW, but to still have it where the gimmicks, as I've said in the very beginning, 
doesn't necessarily fit a certain box. It's literally different types of things. There's different niches in there. You got the, you know, the cheerleader, the, the, the gymnast, you have the rapper, you have, you know, someone who's looked extra pretty, you know, somebody who worries about skincare, somebody who's a little bit more creepy on, on the creepier side, you know, somebody who does voodoo things, all of those little things we have. And then, you know, and we, we mentioned Foxy because somebody who's like, I can't freaking realistically, but she can. And to have that, again, it's always nice to see people be authentic, authentically themselves. And I think wow allows, you know, even if people think it's more under gimmicky because they have these characters that also allows for a different type of wrestling. Wrestling don't always need to be one way. Wrestling don't always need to be super serious. It doesn't need to always have like this five-star New Japan match. Sometimes it's just nice to watch a wrestling match. It's nice to see something that's a little bit more lighthearted. And again, it's nice to see a bunch of women doing things that doesn't necessarily fit the box. And so I'm really glad we <laughs> jumped on the WoW train when we were. it was suggested that we should try to, you know, watch it and cover it that we did it. But also just, again, to them, because they have reached out to both of us, I believe Emily as well, just saying that they were grateful and we are grateful for them. And we are grateful that, you know, they've always been respectful. They've always appreciative of us and I can't even say enough about LA because like I said, we didn't think that was happening when we got there. We were just there to watch the show. <laughs> and so, you know, to kind of be treated like we were part of the team, to be treated like we were one of them. Just like you know, we were two family, girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, girl from New York, girl from Alabama, that that meant a lot to me. And it definitely because they knew who we were by name, which really, really set me like I was like, wait, what? You know, my name? Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be a cat me, like, and that really you know, threw me off because not in like a bad way, just I was like, wait, you know us, you know who we are. And that means we're doing something right. And so, you know, I'm always just really grateful, you know, for them. I'm grateful we get to get wrestling. That's, you know, we have so much wrestling now, so much wrestling, including the indies, but it's just nice to have something that's, there's not too many women focused promotions. I can probably count on my hand how many we have where it's solely the focus of just showcasing women and so very grateful for them and i hope it's a long thing i hope it's long longevity we get like season 10 like from like 10 years we're like oh we're in season 10 you know i hope we get to that level with them and i'm glad that they're getting more distribution outside of the us because that means more people are going to access to it and that sometimes all person needs is some access and then you get a fan so just again from both of us uh wow thank you Yes, thank you guys so much. And also with that, you know, it's beautiful to think about. Oh yeah, to think about the um the shimmers and the um the stardoms and the soon to be Sukaban, um and the Mission Pro Wrestlings and the Belladonna divisions of the world. Like, like those are really like other all women's divisions that are more so independent, but at the same time they still you know matter as well and they might not necessarily have the big giant platform you know like a wow would have or like wwe or aw or impact wrestling would have but at the same time you know those still very much matter and i hope that all of those other promotions alongside wow can continue to thrive where a woman can feel safe you know in their locker rooms and feel like you know they can be feminine while also being tough in the ring as well like 
I just hope that WOW continues to grow as a safe space, no matter what, for women to, you know, be unapologetically who they are and to grow in their athleticism and reach the top, you know, at some point whether it be through the titles or even not even through the titles, but just through gaining the experience of it all. Cause it's like, it's so many women who are in wow, who aren't, who never really thought about wrestling as a career before. Like, just like, it's a very, it's a varied, you know, roster full of women who wrestled in the Indies or who wrestled on television before, or haven't even done anything like that before, but have athletic backgrounds. And it's just really amazing to see that mixed bag of women just doing all of that together. And I just hope that all other women promotions throughout the world, over the world, can can enjoy that level of success as well. So we've been on here a minute, guys. But yeah, season two of WOW is starting hopefully next weekend. And if not, you know, you'll know from us like maybe the weekend after next. But either way, we've got some exciting stuff on the horizon to talk about and care about when it comes to this show because it's easy to care about it because we love women's wrestling as a whole and we want to see all of it succeed so with that in mind of course thank you guys so much for watching us you know throughout this first season of wow and for supporting us as we've been supporting wow and just continuously you know showing women's wrestling talk the love that it deserves you know because we're we're doing this work out here so katrina blake tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going uh, you guys can follow me on social media and Cat We Trust Threads, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. These are three. I have been uh, posting some of the interviews I did uh, from this past Friday. So those are on my social media. On Twitter, it's more we, we quote tweeting. On my Instagram and Facebook, do you have the interviews? I'm still posting all of them. I will be uploading. I Guys, like I said, it's been just really hectic. It really has been. But I did see The Nun 2, so early screening. And while it is now officially out, I loved it. It was super awesome. We got to meet somebody dressed as The Nun, got some rosary beads. It was cool. I loved it. And so all of these things will be up on my channel. And again, if you guys are in Vegas in October, catch me and Boss Lady uh, TK on the Pro Wrestling Community panel. Uh, with three guys from Twitch who also talk about wrestling, but we are the only ladies and this is Women Wrestling Talk. So if you are in Vegas and you're at TwitchCon, please pop in and join us for that panel. Absolutely. And of course, know that you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at Queen Steph Hardy. You can also follow me on TikTok at Stephanie underscore Hardy. And of course, listen to my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, everywhere you get your shows. And watch the show on YouTube as well. I have a new episode that came out today called Steph Mania, where I celebrate all the happenings that happen in wrestling the weekend and the week of my birthday. So please check that out. Um, that episode is out now, audio and video-wise. So please check it out um, and follow the podcast on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod and just continue to support the brand here at Women's Wrestling Talk. I have articles for Women's Wrestling Talk that I have written, especially more recently, the recap for the last episode of WOW. Um, I put my foot in it. So please read that article. And of course, be on the lookout for my other recap for um, article for this episode too. And just continue to support Women's Wrestling Talk. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod. Follow us on TikTok. Um, I believe we're 
women's wrestling talk or at ww talk pod but either way type in women's wrestling talk you'll find us there um and just subscribe to us on youtube like us on facebook subscribe to us on instagram and twitter at ww talk pod check out our website at www.talkpod.com it's brand spanking new and really cute so please check it out buy our merchandise at fouryearwear.com slash um women's wrestling talk and just continue to support the vibe and support us as we continue to grow and uplift the name of women's wrestling because it's awesome we're awesome and nothing is going to stop us from being awesome regardless of the systems placed in our way to keep us that way we are still here so this has been the wow post show for women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet and until next time get ready for season two of wow bye y'all Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.